Hey, Dr. Bertha. First of all, thank you for coming out here. Of course. I know you drove a long way to get here, and I appreciate that. Um, but I wanted to start off, and I was told to go ahead and let you know that... Um, I'm <laughs> <you're> scared. Not... <laughs> I am scared. Don't be scared. Uh, I was actually told to just let you know that um, I'm not going to... <laughs> Don't even say I know where you're going with this. I'm not going to fall over and have a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> Bill. I got to hear the story. Bill. <laughs> That's what I was told to tell you. Do you know the story? I know a little bit about it. Oh, man. Okay. Well, so, we got to give a little background about who you are and how you got in this position. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I am Brooke Bailey Abner. Brooke Bailey Abner. Yes. Cool, cool, cool. I'm from Cadiz, Kentucky. <laughs> I lived in Nashville for seven years mm -hmm. because I was cheering with the Tennessee Titans, yeah. and that's how I met Bill and Stacy that you have had on yep. this podcast yep. before, and told you the beginning of a story that yeah. I'll get to. Um, and now I'm back in Cadiz and have some businesses yeah. and just just living, just, just living, living the dream. Just right. living. So this story is is there's some. Pretty funny stuff, right? Oh, man. Actually, it's kind of unbelievable from what I understand. It was actually insane. Insane. Bill and I... So let me rewind yeah, so rewind you it. so rewind you know what okay so when i was cheering for the titans i was only 19 mm -hmm. when i first started cheering so i auditioned i met bill you know so he can do my hair and make me beautiful yeah and um i worked for at the time through the Titans. well i got the job through the titans albert hainsworth's radio show and the guy who had asked me, hey, we need someone at the Cool Springs Mall to be live in the crowd. Do you mind being that girl, like asking, like take the mic around, asking people questions, having them ask questions to this live radio show? And I was like, sure, cool. Awesome opportunity, something other than just going to Titans practice, you know. Yeah. So that same guy that asked me to do that said, I have this friend who's in my building where my office is, who's a photographer. Would you like, he's looking for girls to do, you know, like just build his portfolio, whatnot. And I'm like, okay, cool. Wasn't really, I think if someone came up to me and said that right now in my <laughs> later adult years, I'd be like, uh, let me see their portfolio, obviously. Yeah. But at 19, yeah, like, whatever. you're like, hey let's do it so i called bill and i said hey got this opportunity i need you to come do my hair i'll bring you know my whole wardrobe so we're upstairs in this office building that's got a photography studio in it and when we walk in all the girls on the walls are naked and i'm like huh well this is different especially at 19 you're like what's happening and of course i wasn't a playboy model so so that was not the vibe that i came with that's not the wardrobe i chose to come get my <laughs> this. Not, not something you expect from a girl from katie's yeah and i was just number one just mind blown and bill was like huh and i was like yeah so start getting ready um have on regular clothes i mean i mean just like a 
cute pants and top and the top was a little bit revealing as far as cleavage goes not that big of a deal like whatever it wasn't like I was showing anything that my Titans uniform didn't show <laughs> let's sure. be honest here yeah. and so I am in front of the camera the guy seems a little uh it was like him and his assistant and I was just like uh, he's cool whatever he didn't seem off by any means and then all of a sudden we change clothes and we come back and he's on the floor taking the picture like you know like kind of laid down and he starts like having a full-blown seizure like foaming at the mouth and Bill's like what's happening and I'm also like oh. I mean I'm 19 like I was like I don't know I'm not sure what's happening. And his assistant's like, don't call 911. Um, what? What? Exactly. Don't call 911. And Bill's like, but he's like dying. Like we're watching a man like on the floor die. And the girl's like, don't call 911. And like, I thought there was like something weird going on between the assistant and the photographer anyways. I was like, this is bizarre. So his wife shows up. She calls the wife, hmm. and he was ODing, basically, is what happened. Oh, my gosh. And they had been apparently doing drugs while I was changing clothes. <laughs> and Bill, so Bill thinks it's hilarious. He was like, your cleavage killed the guy. And I'm like, Bill, really? Come on. So it's this ongoing joke that yeah. I made this guy have this seizure in yeah. the middle of the floor. While he's taking pictures of me. And so, obviously, the photo shoot ended. Never saw any of the photos of course at not. all. We were left at his studio by ourselves because his wife comes and is like, don't call, don't call the paramedics or anything. And just, like, puts him in her car. Mm. No idea what happened to him afterwards. Yeah. Haven't heard. I can't even remember his name at this point. Man. And Bill, but Bill and I have, like, we've had a lot of experiences together. Sure. And that's just one of them. We actually have tons of experiences together that are insane he went to vegas for my 21st birthday bill wait did he take you there no he just went went. we all i had a group of people going and bill bill was one of them he just joined (laughs) along that sounds like bill yeah i don't know if he does a lot of that stuff anymore but i know like back in the day it was like you know he'd hop on a plane fly to la he'd go to vegas oh yeah but he was always doing those shows out there too um so yeah that guy probably had a ton of drugs in his Oh, one definitely didn't want the cops in there. One hundred percent. So lesson learned. I gotta, as you've you know gotten, you know, more seasoned in right your, in your career. I, did you have any more experiences like that, or, or were you more cautious after that one? After that, I was like, no more portfolio building. <laughs> no more portfolio building. <laughs> unless, unless I know the person and know their work. Like yeah, I'm not just going no, into. Yeah. You didn't have like, like an agent or a manager, right? Like you just. Stacy Camp Kinder. Oh, that was it? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Camp Kinder before Camp Kinder? Isn't there actually a legit Camp Kinder now? Can't, no, Camp Kinder is. Is Stacy and Gary's lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> is that what that is? They've got a business, though, called Kinder... Kinder Sport. Kinder Sport, so yes. that's different. Okay. That's different. We just call camp, her House Camp Kinder camp because Kinder. that's how they live. I've seen you pictures know. of, like, all oh, y'all, like... It seems like there's a party all the time. Uh, a party? Seems like it. Yeah, like y'all are having a good time. Well, well, yeah, of course we're having a good time. That's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, what, so what, tell me about Camp Kinder a little bit. What's the... 
because y'all do the we same always, stuff. Like you're all in real estate and like well, ca- in the cult we already. just call it Camp Kinder because <laughs> it's just like her expectations. Okay. And she when she seems to have some expectations, she has a lot of expectations. And when I was 19, I didn't appreciate them as much as I do now. How so? How so? <laughs> well, because I was fresh out of high school. She she changed my life for the better, for okay. sure. Yeah. Yeah. I got you more focused, or she just. Or just taught you about you real life world. That, that too that whole new world real life she teaches you personal responsibility she was big on accountability accountability she was big on that. oh yeah. yeah we talked about that a lot yeah it bleeds into my life every day now and i now i'm big on accountability because of her yeah honestly Do you have kids no no kids no just kids you and your husband yep okay so but you teach a lot of kids yes so tell me about your dance studio is it a studio because you called it a facility earlier and in my head a, a dance and gymnastics facility is a is a warehouse full of all kinds of fun stuff and the dance <laughs> studio is like this little hole in the wall that's just got like a ballet bar and mirrors oh yeah no so i have a like an actual like three room studio and a full gymnastics gym yeah in my building so i started that in um my so first gymnast too yes awesome yeah i grew up doing gymnastics competitive gymnastics and and dance okay and um i just my mom owned a studio in katie's in katie's okay. yes and then in, and then she opened expanded to hopkinsville and then she as i was finishing up titans like in my last few years of titans she sold her building and got out of the business. And I was like, oh, what are these kids gonna do now? You know, mm. there, there wasn't really anywhere for them to go at the time. I was like, I think I'm gonna move back home and open up my own deal. So I kind of was built for entrepreneurship yeah. because everyone in my family was an entrepreneur and I didn't even realize it until later in life because every everyone in my family, my my dad owned a lumber company with his family. Mm-hmm. My grandfather on my my mom's dad owned a steel construction company. Um, my mom owned a dance studio. My grandmother did hair in her house. You know, like so. Everybody looking back now, I'm like, oh, I was born for this. My like, grandmother was a postmaster. Oh, that's awesome. It's actually an interesting story, but uh, she was the post mistress i guess is the, <laughs> the mistress of yes. of lowe's kentucky interesting yeah yeah good benefits i guess <laughs> it was in her yard like the post office was in her yard What? well it's a small post office it was just like i mean it was you know from here to that door you know it wasn't very big um but like people would come get their mail you know they would drive up to her house it was at the time i think it was so rural in the town that like you didn't have like a post box on your yard like most people do you know mailbox in your yard so people would come to the post office and just pick up their packages and their mail they like little post mail um but yeah it was in her yard <laughs> interesting yeah it's actually yeah. cool too because like well technically it was my granddad's originally he was the postmaster and okay he got it from his mother i think because his mother um when the Democrats were in office in a town. It was called, I think it was Democrats. It's called Dollar. And then when this other family, the Lowe family was in office, it was called Lowe's. And I think that the time when the census first came through, they were like, hey, if you tell them that the name of this town is Lowe's, we'll give you this job because she had like all these kids and was like needing work. And so they gave her this job as the postmaster. She had to take like, a test, but she became the postmistress. This is my great grandmother. And um, then she passed it on to him. 
and but and he was sort of like he had a day job so he couldn't do both and eventually like he just kind of dumped it off on my grandmother and she took it she had to take That's the funny. test too and then she became the postman and it just like stuck in my family for a while but yeah that's about the most exciting thing we do. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. On the other side of my family's true. a bunch of rednecks. So. There's nothing wrong with that. No, it's true. It's true. Hill, I guess they're not really rednecks. They're just like hillbillies. 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 They made they made mandolins and stuff, though. There you go. There you go. There didn't pass that on to me, though. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, your dance studio is... Yes. So how, how have you been doing that now? For since... Tw- well, my first recital was 2011. Really? And I took over um, the Kata's location of my mom's studio as well. So she had two locations, sold one of the buildings. I moved back, opened mine in Hopkinsville. Then a, two to, two years later, I took over the Kata's location as well. So you have two? Yeah. Oh, wow. So Kata's in Hopkinsville. Or like not far apart. No, not <laughs> far apart. About 30, 35 minutes from each yeah. other and... Um, it's good. I have competitive gymnastics, competitive dance. I have recreational classes for mm-hmm. all ages, three to eighteen, and we do a Nutcracker you production it, that we just finished. Oh yeah? Yes, and my niece just did that. Yeah, she was in. She's ten. She just did Nutcracker, I think. She yeah, she came down to TPAC and did it. Oh yeah. Uh, um, that's. Here's a question. Okay. Do you have any future Titans on your? Titans cheerleaders in your squad now. <laughs> Actually, or I mean, like as I mean, you're you're putting out competitive gymnasts, putting out competitive dance. I mean, what's the, what do you got? So, are funny you a, enough, are you a talent farm? Out I there? am. Oh, why? I have a dancer right now dancing for the Miami Heat. Oh, really? Yep. Cool. She graduated. She's only eighteen. Graduated, moved, went and auditioned, and she made, said, "I'm going to Miami and made the Miami squad. Heat." team that's pretty cool yep so and you got she, a picture of her on your wall when you walk <laughs> i should have no i did go to her first um the first time she danced though i went to her game and then uh, there's an also another girl that dances at alvin ailey in new york right now she's at the alvin ailey um okay. professional two different dance styles company. of dancing yes <laughs> yes and um she's loving it and i just got back from new york not too long ago and mm-hmm. i went to watch her in her first show that she had auditioned for in the um, company and so she's just like in the schooling right now yeah and she's just loving it that's that's the like that's something like you don't think about but um there's a like my niece is she's tall like she's gonna be tall and um like she's already her brother's two years older than her and she like she's taller than my mom now i mean she's almost like five seven and she's like 10, 11 years old. And um, she can be a rocket. She could be. She's going to be like tall and really skinny. <laughs> yeah. You know, and she doesn't like, she's not interested in sports. She's not interested in volleyball or basketball. She, you know, Kentucky, we do basketball. But she's a, she go loves, cats. she loves dance. Go cats. You know? <laughs> Except right now, I can't stand them. <laughs> oh, we got, t- we got, that's a whole other thing we could talk about. Um, no, I think she's, she's going to do the, the ballet route. She likes, she loves it. She, Good. she wants to do a solo, but because she's so emotional, like emotional, it's like she gets really hard on herself and then yeah. she gets upset and then she kind of goes into this whole thing. Um, they're not ready for her to, and the good that her coaches are like, all right, look, you're not ready for this yet. But right. Let's do it. Let's do it. Like a, a, a do duet, it. Yeah. yeah. Where you work with somebody else. And then if she gets good enough at that and she can handle the 
pressure of being on a solo. She she really wants to do one. That's Some a goal. Have tough skin in the dance world. That's what I've heard. Yes. Because it's not like it's kind to you, especially in like the ballet world. It's it's a it's a rough one sometimes, yeah. but but it makes you tough. Have you had some horror stories? Oh, mm, not horror. Like I had stories. a basketball coach tell me one time I should have never played basketball. I don't have horror stories. I took it with a grain of salt, I yeah. think, and just rolled. Because if it was what I wanted to do, I mean, at the time that I would have been like, it can't at Camp Kinder. <laughs> <laughs> it helps a lot, right? It yes, does it does help a lot because I just don't, I'm not phased really by anything. A lot. That's what Bill says. You're not, like, you're not shy. You're done. You can do, like, whatever. Let's just go do it. I'm like, okay. Let's. Uh, Never had to worry, like, you don't have any fears? Not that I don't have fears, but I mean. No. Nothing that's, like, debilitating, I guess. I so, don't really have any. Okay. Well, let me ask you this then. What's okay. your. What's the one thing like you try to overcome every day? Every day? I think that I just made a decision to just wake up and, and be like, let's do what you have to do to move forward. Yeah. Never move back. Okay. Got to keep moving forward, regardless of what's going on. If you're having a good day, you're still getting up, and you get to decide how the day is going to go. You know? Like, I, I decide that when I wake up. Today's going to be a great day. Regardless of what happens. Really? Yes. Self, self-actualization, self-motivation. Did you get that at Camp Kinder too? <laughs> I did. Really? <laughs> Probably. So, well, what's the ben- I'm going to talk about that, though. But what's the benefit of like... Um, it's like, nice. When you were 19 and you're, you're in this professional world, which is, it's kind of odd. Like people are like, oh, you're in this professional sport. You know, it's not a high paying gig, you know, but it's, it's cool. You <laughs> it know, is, It's yeah. really cool. Really good exposure. A lot of opportunities. You move from little locators to Nashville. Right. You know, what was that experience like? And then you get to meet somebody like Stacy who basically takes you under her wing and says, look, this is how it's going to be. Right. Yeah. I was lucky enough that my mom took me with dance and gymnastics and everything. And my grandmother had a big part of my life growing up. And she, they it exposed me to mm. different things, not just the Kata's life. We traveled a lot. Yeah. I went to dance stuff all over the United States. I went to gymnastic stuff all over the United States. You know, so I was well-traveled, mm-hmm. but I had never been in a situation where everyone that you audition with could belong there. Every, you know what I mean? Like, yes. Yes. like, I had never walked into a dance audition where I wasn't like, oh, I got this ever because you don't really back then you weren't really auditioning for things like like with social media and everything people have more opportunities because they can see it and they're like oh i want to go do that so i found the titans audition online while i was at murray state i had gone to college for a year Mm -hmm. and i was sad because i wasn't dancing and there was nothing dance wise that i could really do at murray state it was i tried and i was like this is not it so i was looking I was searching for that dance world Mm -hmm. and Titans just happened to come up on this website that I was browsing auditions and I was like, I think I'm going to go do this. I didn't know nothing about it. I didn't even have a football team at my high school because I went to private school. I knew nothing about NFL, nothing. And I was like, well, this is just a good dance opportunity. It's really close. I called my mom and I was like, hey. 
so I want to dance. My first option was I want to move to Texas and be in this dance crew. And she was like, um, I don't know. My mom was very straight shooter too. So, I mean, she still is, but <laughs> when I was growing up, she would just tell me the truth and it is what it is, and it, which is great. And I went to Titan's workshop and I was like, oh, like, oh, I have to like, put it I have to figure out how to look the way that they want me to look I have to figure out what they're looking for and when I made the team I was one of there were three of us that were under 21 and we had all we were all 19 mm -hmm. I think at the time or turning 19 and I, I made it when I was still 18 and I turned 19 right before season started and so we were all like the babies of the team and I had never experienced anything like, well, I ne it's never, not that I hadn't experienced like someone like being constructive and like wanting the best for you, even when you didn't want it for yourself. But Stacy like has a way of like, she just wants to like cultivate greatness. And if she sees it in you, then game on because she is not holding back. Like she is going to push you mm -hmm. until you believe it yourself and i was and i'm like yes and I, at first i was like oh my gosh i can't believe that i'm in this situation and i'm terrified like i didn't my first my rookie year i'm like didn't talk like i hardly spoke i was i just followed the rules whatever the rules are i'm here to follow like i honestly like i with the girls like the captains no matter what i was just like okay i get my place i know I know my place right now. And then as time went on, I'm saying I butted heads because I have a very bold personality. Wow. And we never she, would pick that up. <laughs> she she also has a bold personality, but now we're like best friends. Mm -hmm. Which is so funny because back then I would have never been like, Oh, Stacy and I are gonna be such good friends later in life. Like I was like, Oh my gosh, she she wants to make my life hell right now. <laughs> like she, but she didn't she wanted me to see my potential mm. and wanted me to be successful and not just at titans she was trying to prepare me for what's happening right now and she did it it's funny you don't see that back in the day you know hindsight 2020 but I, I know um that's great man it's always having a, it's great to have a good mentor that pushes you into that direction that you know you can't see yet you right, know, especially when you're like 19. Were you still doing college at the time, like going to school? Yeah, I, I ended up transferring and just going online. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but you still had to finish your degree. And well, I didn't. Oh, you didn't? Uh, -uh. no. Cut that entrepreneurial spirit just, took over. <laughs> just like, like no, nah, I guess uh, this is not it. I, I was like, why am I paying? Well, I was taking classes, and then I was like, why am I paying for this? I mean, not that there is anything against college. If that's your route, and you yeah. need to get that degree to further your career I am on board but I was like this is I didn't I just didn't want I didn't want the degree I didn't care about the degree to also, be honest you, you were in this big world I was in the Titans yeah, world like, I like I, and my parents were like what are you doing <laughs> I like have a random job in retail you know and oh, well, I was okay. still teaching dance for my mom at the time and yeah. driving back and forth and I was lucky enough to have a family that was like, okay, let's figure it out together. Like, they weren't like, oh my gosh, we're cutting you off because you don't know exactly what you want to do and you're 19. 
which is super generous and nice because when you're 19, things change in the next five years Yeah, to get to determine what you actually want to do. And then they change again in the next five years. Well, they say that you change a lot from the time you're 14 to the time you're 18. And they say from the time you're 18 to you're 22, like you exponentially change. Oh, 100%. Learn how to be an adult. Well, especially because, especially if you go off to college and to big cities, you really are exposed to so much more, especially if you're coming from the small town like you did. You know, it's like you're, yeah, and you're, you're just like what your brain is exposed. That's why they don't let you, that's why they say they don't want you to drink to your 21s because your brain doesn't develop until that, uh, around that time. So, um, Fun fact, I've never had a drink of alcohol. That's what I heard. Your Tito. That's yeah. like my brother. My brother's like that. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Bill said you were the straight and narrow. Yep. No. No. I think you pick. You're picking your lane, though. Like your your cavalierness is in other ways. True. Yeah. Okay. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I just decided not to drink, and then here we are. Yeah. My brother, like one day, was like real frustrated, and he was like, "I'm gonna start drinking." I was like, "No, you're not." <laughs> he was like, "Why?" I was like, because you just, it ain't fun. It ain't going to be fun. You're not going to like it. And you're, there's no point in doing it. Yeah. Just stay, stay where you are, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, Bill told me that. Yeah. yeah. Word gets around, man. Apparently. <laughs> you already know all well, the things. Well, I, I asked a couple of questions. <laughs> I, I was curious. I was like, well, who's, because Stacy is the one that made the recommendation. But I knew Bill knew you as well. So I was like, all right, tell me about Brooke. Um, and I talked to Bill more than I talked to Stacy. Right. I've known Bill for probably 20 years. Um, and... You know, I was like, what can I expect? He goes, look, this girl's a fireball. That's what he said. I said, okay. He's like, she's uh, she's, she's the type of person who will say, hey, if you want to go somewhere, let, let's just go and do it. You're like. Oh, yeah, I'm down. I down know my friends. Yeah, you're awesome. What he said. You're always down to go do something. <laughs> my friends always think it's funny, which I don't have any kids. And everybody else my age pretty much has kids. So they'll be like, this is Brooke. And it'll be a meme that's like, do you want to go to Egypt tomorrow? <laughs> Do they have that floating around your text groups? <laughs> and I'm like, accurate. That's me. You could go though. <laughs> I'll go. I got, uh, when I was a, okay, I've got you to finish. I have three degrees, right? When I was doing my last one, I was, it's my MFA in film. And I remember I was in the Dean's office of the, of that college. I yeah. was like, um, I was in, we were just going over something. It wasn't like I was in trouble. At least that time I wasn't. Uh, and he goes, Hey, I got to ask you a question. I was like, okay. He goes, you know, we do the Olympics every year. And I was like, he goes, this year they're doing the summer youth games uh, in China. He goes, do you want to go to China? And I went, yes. Right. (laughs) But literally there was this whole like moment of like, I don't want to go to China. (laughs) It was like this whole went through my head. But what came out of my mouth was, yeah, I'll go. Because I, for some reason I thought, I'm never going to get this opportunity again, ever, you know, and it was interest, an interesting. I don't think I ever want to go back. The only thing I would ever want to go back to China for was to see the Great Wall. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to see it while it was there. It was just like a 18-hour train ride. And we were just like, we, uh, we didn't have time for that. Because yeah. you only got like one day off from, from working. Um, and I wasn't going to spend it on a train going up to going, mm, that's a Great Wall. And then come right back. You know? <laughs> what a Great Wall. <laughs> no, yeah. So I can look at it in pictures. But do you like to travel? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, I just see, don't get to do it as much as I like yeah, to. Yeah, that's like... I don't know. I love That's going. another thing with Titans. I had never like truly traveled until I did Titans. Like did traveled travel? like like my first I went to Pro Bowl in 2012 for the Titans. Yeah. And I got offered a military tour 
right after to Guam. And I was like, cool, yes, 100%, I'm down. So I went to Hawaii for a week, did my Pro Bowl thing, and then left Hawaii and went to Guam. And then the next year I got asked to go to Japan. Mm. And I was like, yes. What's been your favorite place? Well, and that that leads me to the fact that I'm going to Australia next week Whoa. for the same company that I was working, I was doing military tours for when I was a cheerleader because I was on tour with the, the owner of Pro Tour Productions is who I work for once a year during yeah. Super Bowl week because we go to overseas bases. I, I don't where I heard that. Maybe Bill told me that you did that. that yeah. You go and do the... the USO tour? Is that what it it's, is? It's not USO. Not USO. It's different it's like than USO. Though. It's a, a similar concept, yes. Yeah. Um, this is Pro Tour Productions and Armed Forces Entertainment. So Big shout out to Maddie's vet. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we do the military tours and it's incredible. And that kind of like sparked my travel interest because the culture, learning about the cultures was so crazy. And I realized learning about other people's cultures makes you understand people so much more. Yeah. And then your mind is available to be a better human. I I used to always think about like when you grow up like you're in this little small world and then you maybe move to Nashville and your world gets a little bit bigger. Right. Right. Of course when you go around the globe it's like like oh my gosh. Like you understand China is the most things. foreign place I can think of. All right. You know, maybe except Middle East countries or something, but China is completely Middle East is, crazy. is different. <laughs> yeah, and you know, the air was bad, the food was bad. Couldn't speak the language for nothing. Like it's not even like close, right? And I the was, food I was, was sort bad? of a. Oh my god! I didn't. Yeah, it was, that was terrible. Wait, what's your palate like? That's not great. <laughs> I'm like, wait. Look, listen, my dad was the pickiest eater on the planet. My mom was the worst <laughs> cook. So I can tell you, my palate isn't awesome. But I, uh, there was things if I couldn't identify it in China, I wasn't going to eat it. You know, because they don't have health codes over there. Oh yeah. I know. So I was just like, I was a vegetarian while I was in China. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I wasn't just trying stuff. I have a weird stomach, so I was like, I'm definitely not. Um, but once I got past the bad food and the bad air and like not speaking the language, like. It was really, really cool. You know, it was like there was some really cool things. Of course, also, and I'd walk, you know, to a train station or I'd walk down the street and I'd have like five, six people run up to me. Hey, you know, I get, you know, want to get a picture with me because I was so tall. You know, they never seen a tall guy like me before. Yeah. I don't think I was a celebrity because I definitely wasn't. But like you, you were just. You were that day. I was big in China. Yeah, I, I'm big in China. <laughs> I put that on my resume. Yeah, you should. Um, anyway, but. Uh, but yeah. it opens your mind, right? It does. It, it opens up. It opens your mind to understanding. People think differently. People grow up different than you grow up. People experience different things on a daily than you experience. It makes you understand where people come from a little bit better, and that the things that you hear on the news aren't always true. It's just the they pick out the worst thing that you could ever hear about that set of people and true story exploit it, and that's when. From those tours, I mean, I've traveled. I literally it kind of like sparked the flame for the travel, travel for me. Yeah. yeah. Is that what you do a lot? Travel? Yeah. You guys travel a lot? Yes. Cool. What, you said you're going to Australia next. Going to Australia? First time? No, this is my fourth time. What? Yes. It's, this is my fourth tour to Australia. Different cities? No, we all, because our. Same place? Yeah, same okay. place. Yeah. Okay. So I fly into Sydney and yeah. I mean, there's a base or something. Yeah, there's a base in Alice Springs. Nice. So. I want to go to New Zealand. Oh, me too. I was actually trying to get my husband to fly over and maybe like 
meet me. (laughs) And then the flight is like the long flight. I think that my long flight is 17 hours. And do you go to Hawaii and then go? So I'm going to this round, I'm going to Dallas and then flying straight to Sydney from Dallas. And then on the way home, I go from Sydney to LA. So I actually flew from to China. We went, I wasn't, I was living in Lexington at the time and went to Detroit and then Detroit to Shanghai and then Shanghai to Nanjing. Yeah. And that Detroit to Nanjing leg was like 27 hours. I remember when I went to Singapore and I was like on the flight and I was like, it's never going to end. I like started like feeling like, okay. Well, here's the thing about me, right? I don't know. You probably do try. I don't know how you travel. If you're like first class all the way or whatever, but you know. No, I was not first class. How do I get in this plane is all I cared about. Of course, I was in the back of the plane. And I'm like seven feet tall. So yeah. I'm like, I was up for seven, 27 hours. Like, Were you doing laps around the aisles? Because I would like, get up a lot. Yeah. On the way back, though, I had food poisoning. I got oh food poisoning my, my last gosh. day. No of, wonder you don't like the food. <laughs> I got food poisoning my last day in China. So the I was sick the whole last day I was there. I was sick the whole next day, which was pretty much the entirety. I, I had to spend the whole day in the Shanghai airport waiting for my flight. And then the 20-something hours back, I was sick. And then two no. days after that, I was sick. I was sick for like four or five days. Mm-mm. Finally got over being sick at like 10.30 at night. And I was starving to death because I hadn't eaten in four days. And I went to the Waffle House and got an <laughs> All-American. Got the Grand the Slam. All, the All-American. The All-American. <laughs> it was like the best meal I'd ever had in my life. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. No, it was brutal. That part was brutal. And I remember like they, they were like on the flight back. They had like chicken and fish dinners. And, and you were like, mm. By the time they got to me, there wasn't any chicken left. So I was like, I'm not. Uh, no. Just, you got to no, roll. No Can fish. I get like a bread, piece of bread? <laughs> yeah. No fish on the airplane. It was pretty. And I couldn't sleep either. Of course not. Because you're so a gazillion like feet tall in a little bitty economy so, seat. I think sometimes when I like, I personally like to travel, I like to drive. <laughs> I want to be driving. Uh, mostly because if I want to get out of there, I, I want to get out of there. But um, I mean, if you bite the bullet and go first class, well, my niece, is, my niece have... is going to move to Hawaii. Because her husband's in the military, okay, and they're he's being stationed, being stationed there. Yep. So there's my excuse to go to Hawaii. So it's like, all right, I want to go to Hawaii and visit her. With you know, I'll take my mom. And we'll the go trick is to fly into LA and spend the night at the airport hotel, and then fly from LA to Hawaii. Is that right? Yeah, my husband uh, lived in Hawaii for six years. Why is that? Uh, he. Now why is that the trick? Oh, why is that the trick? Yeah. I was like, why was he living in Hawaii? I'm like, well. You can answer both of those questions. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, the trick, because you then you split it up, especially from here, mm. because the flight to LA is it's still like four pretty hours. Yeah. long. But the closest airport to Hawaii is LAX. Yeah. So you might as well get to the closest airport and then. And I could get in and out. Yes. Yeah. And it's still six hours, five and a half hours or whatever it is. But if you spend the night, there's a really nice hotel right there. That's what I did the last time I went. And yep. I was like, this is it. Just need an extra day just for a little stop in L.A. It's kind of crazy these days. I also it? have a two dancers living in L.A. Oh, really? Yeah. Are they, you know, I used to, when I lived in L.A., I lived in North, I mean, I worked in North Hollywood right in the middle of all the dance studios. Yeah. Debbie Reynolds, Millennium. Yes. Um, what was the other one? It's where the Jabberwockies worked out of. Is that Millennium? Probably. Oh, they were all right there. Yeah. It was all right there. And that we, because we, I worked at a martial arts school, which is called Extreme Martial Arts. So it incorporated gymnastics. And so in our studio, there was, um, the floor was a spring floor. Oh, yeah. So kids could trick. And then there was a 
trampoline, which is all the kids wanted to do. They, they wanted to kick karate. They wanted to jump on the trampoline. And we also had a tumble track for, <laughs> yeah. in the foam pit. So that was kind of like, so there was acrobat classes and there was trampoline class and then there was karate classes. Cool, yeah. And I taught cage fitness. Okay. Um, Back in the day. Back in the day. Yeah. Which I never done any kind of fighting. So I was just like, they just needed somebody to run the class. Oh. Yeah. Which was really cool because like, you know, um, <laughs> what's her name? Julie, uh, Robin Wright, Pin Robin Wright. She was on House of Cards. Mm. You watch House of Cards? Wait, Robin the blonde from Forrest Gump. Ginny from Forrest Gump. You ever seen Forrest she, Gump? Yes, I've yeah. seen Forrest Gump. Yeah, she would come in and take classes. Oh, yeah. was she the blonde on House of Cards? What's the yeah the, the blonde lead? the mom? Yeah, Robin Wright. Okay, I didn't know that. Be Sean Penn's wife, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, you probably I just watched, know her as Jenny from I, I, Forrest No, Cup. I watched House of Cards. It's also The Princess Bride. That, I don't know if you ever actually. saw that. <laughs> I didn't, actually. I'm not going to lie. I didn't see that. But I did watch House of Cards. Uh, yeah, it was like her kids took classes oh, there. Okay. Or, or, I mean, there were a lot of celebrities that came in. Yeah, so of course. That was a big thing. Uh, but um, I always like to say I got to train Darth Maul because the actor that played Darth Maul in Star Wars would come in on the reg and take classes. So, oh, that's cool. Um yeah, that was always pretty cool. That is cool. There's some other actors in there too, but I don't have to bore you with those names. <laughs> I just don't care. I really don't care. Uh, that was an interesting time in my life, LA. I bet. Yeah. yeah I got to see some stuff. That's the type of being exposed to things. Like going to a big city like that. And LA, even though it's in the same country, is a completely different planet. Like it's just the way people <laughs> think. The, not even just the idiots there. I'm talking just. Just in general. Just a natural course because it's very different from Kentucky. Oh, yeah. Kentucky Slightly. Is. Have you ever been in Eastern Kentucky? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Before. <laughs> See, I went to are college. You, are you talking about like Pikeville? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I went to. You know, I grew up in Mayfield, so that's Western Kentucky. Went to high school in Central Kentucky, and I went to college in Eastern Kentucky. And I spent 13 years of my life in Eastern Kentucky, so I've got a lot of love for it. So I'm not dogging it, just FYI. But I actually, I went to college at a, in Barberville, Kentucky. Okay. Which is not Pikeville. Pikeville is even further in the mountains. I've been to Pikeville. Yeah. Yeah. For what? My school's basketball team used to go up there and do a tournament. What school did you go to? A University Heights Academy. And you said you went to a private school in, high, in that county. I was like, I you went to UH. Yep. Um, yeah, there was uh, probably the Ollie Classic. Was that yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I actually played up there in high school, even further than Pikeville. What was the name of that town? Oh, man, it was like literally on the edge of West Virginia. It was this... Stuff. You know the tip I'm of Kentucky? I thought, of, you know the tip of yeah. like, It was like, that's where it was. Where's, Elkhorn City. Where, oh, that's what it was called. I don't, I've never, oh, I've never been there. They had sulfur water. Oh. One of the guys on our team wouldn't take a shower the whole time we were there. Because it smelled like, it smelled oh, awful. terrible. Yeah. And we asked him, hey, what's there to do around here? He goes, well, that Dollar General's pretty cool. And I'm not kidding. That's literally what this is. They said, the Dollar General's cool. And we went to the, played the game. It might have been the most dangerous environment I've ever been in in my life. Like it was like the entire community was in this yeah. place. Oh yeah. You know, and I feel like that's how Pikeville was. I mean, it's been years since I've been to Pikeville and had a basketball game, but Well, when I went to college, man, you know, like I said, it's only like two, three hour difference between Bowling Green and Barberville. It was an like a whole new world. Like it was like complete like it was the first time I went to a bootlegger. I took my <laughs> teammates to a bootlegger. Um <laughs> Because my buddy was like, my teammate was like, hey man, you got a car? I was like, no, but I can get one. He goes, why? He goes, go get it and meet us out in the parking lot. So I was like, I went and got my buddy's car and like met my teammates out in the parking lot. We like, they go, go out here and we drive and we go out in these, literally go up in the hills, right? 
and they did tell us when we first started school there said don't just wander off in these hills because there's you know marijuana fa- mm-hmm. farms and like bootleggers and it's just just don't go you know and uh anyway, friend we, get someone's car and yeah to- so we drive up into this holler and <laughs> there's this trailer right I'm not kidding. The first thing that comes out, we roll up in there and they don't recognize the car. So they don't recognize the car. You're going to get greeted the way we got greeted, which was the first thing out of the door was the working end of a shotgun. (laughs) Yep. And then behind that shotgun was literally the short fat lady with an, I'm not kidding, an achy breaky heart t-shirt on. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Billy Ray on the front. And I was like, oh my gosh. (laughs) I'm I'm 18. This is my 18 year old experience. And uh, of course my teammate rolls the car window down. She recognizes him. He's like, you know, like that. And she brings out a case of beer and that was kind of like my first experience at a bootlegger yeah like, oh man yeah because i didn't have that experience going before that well you know whenever i was at murray it was dry yeah and i mean obviously i didn't drink so but i always drove everyone and so we have to go down south across to paris yeah and they were like there was a liquor store that people could go to and yeah we had and that. then we would go to spiders it was a uh, really classy establishment <laughs> down in I don't even think it's Roadside joint? <laughs> yeah, a little roadside joint. I've heard about Paris. Yeah. <laughs> no. My Joey, my business partner here, could probably tell me more stories than I could. Because oh, he, like, he was in Mayfield, you know, and there was the leader bottoms up in the north, the Graves County McCracken line. That's where, because McCracken was wet. But Graves was dry, too. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, people always used to joke that Bourbon County was uh, dry. <laughs> dry. Christian County was wet. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they don't know about that. I remember people coming to college. I never even heard of a dry county. What is a dry county? Like they never even heard of. I it. know. Uh, but all those counties in Eastern Kentucky were at the time. But most of them aren't anymore. A lot of the towns have all voted because t- there's a lot of tax money in it. So. Yeah, lots of tax money. So there's not even like a like I think Mayfield. Can you buy it in Mayfield now? Don't know. I have to ask. You can buy in Cadiz, so surely you can buy. Really? Field. Yeah. Well, Cadiz has all those restaurants now, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's a little interstate hub is built up. Yeah. So yeah, we have Harper House right there. It's good. Yeah, is that that barbecue place? It's, well, Triplets is the barbecue place in Harper House. In so Harper, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a big, it's a big silo. Silo, yeah, yes. yeah. Exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, right there next to the radio station. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yes. I know where you live. Yes, you do. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, you can get off there and go that way to Mayfield, yeah. or you can drive up to what used to be the Purchase Parkway, but and go that way. Yeah, just depends on which way you want to go into Mayfield, but yeah. I haven't yeah. been in Mayfield in a long time, I guess. It's non-existent. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like, we went up. So Joey's parents still live there. And so after the tornado, we went up the next day. And first of all, I'd never seen anything like that. Like, the carnage that existed. Like, that was, like, unbelievable. And then now when you go up there, it's literally, like, you kind of got to get your bearings. Cause there's, because just, it looks there's, there's it's nothing just flat. There. There's just nothing. Yeah, that's No sad. buildings. No, I mean, it's just street lights. Mm. You know, and they're still putting stuff back together, and I don't know if it'll ever recover because mm. there's no economy there. You know, it hasn't been since the tobacco market crashed. Sad. Know. Yeah, well, that's Kentucky, y'all. If you ever up that way, <laughs> stop by, drop in, and support local. <laughs> support local. <laughs> support local. Um, so, you do some other things. Let me see what time it is here. We're good. Uh, yeah, we're fine. Um, you also, like you said, you're doing this army thing. Uh, traveling with pro you. tour yeah pro tour and then you also yearly help out with the turkey oh the turkey fry, turkey fry. the tracy lawrence, tracy lawrence turkey yes fry. Yeah. i think this past year was my 15th year 15 years yeah when know? he started oh wow how'd you get did you just camp kinder oh, i'm God. just kidding <laughs> is it really where you got into <laughs> yeah, that yeah like 
we I got to get in camp. Kendra. I know. I get in. You got like I, a, you have to like. Hey, if you want to volunteer, we will sign you up. Don't you worry. Fire? Yes. Yeah. Let me know. I'll, yeah. Yeah. Come for we. I was a big Tracy Lawrence like fan growing up. So two hundred turkeys this year. I've like seen just it on our, the news. Just our group. I've seen it on the news. Yeah, it's all the national mission. Awesome, awesome, awesome event. Is that yeah. where that's at? National Mission? Um, no, this time it was at the fairgrounds. The fairgrounds. Yeah, so but it, it used to be, yeah, it got bigger, so they had to move it. It used to be in the parking lot at the Mission. I stayed across from the Mission this past weekend in, um, in an apartment. Uh, oh, yeah. Rental. Uh, and I, there was a, it was a crazy scene. There was like ambulances and police officers. Like first oh, thing in the morning. At the Mission? I, I heard that they kind of do stuff to get in hospitals so they can get access to pain meds and stuff i don't know i don't know the mission i don't know it's one of the better organizations though because it's not government funded it's Mm. privately funded so you have to go through their program to be able to stay Mm. you can't just like show up hang out and do drugs and all All the things and still stay there you have to like go through a program they're trying to get you ready to like be in the outside world again and successful um you You've been doing this for 15 years? Yes. And you got Thanksgiving involved? Thanksgiving week. Yeah. Yeah, I got involved because I did it as a cheerleader. Okay. And honestly, as a cheerleader, it was kind of like, oh. You kind of run the show now, don't it's you? A, I'm, <laughs> I am the pit boss of my pit oh, whenever really? I go. Yeah, so I usually have like 10 turkey fryers that I'm in charge of. I've never fried a turkey in my life. I hadn't either until I started doing this. You can hand out t-shirts or whatever. And, no, you know, I can teach you. Oh, you can teach me how to fry yeah. turkey? Okay. It's not hard? No. I know you're not supposed to drop a frozen one in there. Oh, absolutely not, because that oil will yeah. explode. Well, they said that on the news this past year. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've seen them talk about it on the news. That's why I even know what it is. But then I think Bill told me you did that. Yeah. the turkey fry. Yeah, it's a great event. But Stacy's on the board. Oh, yeah. Tracy Lawrence's oh foundation. Yeah, so um, it's the Mission Possible. Yeah, and what's the proceeds just uh, for? It goes to just people in need in the community. Okay. They donate money and turkeys. So okay. they donate the turkeys for the rescue mission, mm-hmm. and they also hand out turkeys to other organizations that are like the same situation, like that are outside of the rescue mission. So they give out a bunch of money and a bunch of turkeys i think i don't even remember what the number was this year but my pit alone fried fried 200 turkeys how many do they fry overall i think there was like 1500 1500 turkeys in one day and these are just volunteers that yes, show up with turkeys it's awesome yes there's just like all these people and most of the people have been doing it like for years really there's an electric company that sets usually sets up next to me like they're usually in the pit next to me and i helped them one year and they i think that they said this was their 10th year to doing it okay. whenever i saw him again because we just i never see him except on turkey friday and i'm like hey what's up you know and Friday it's just yeah so it's a lot of, not just like people it's like companies and organizations yeah like companies like we'll sign up okay. to like bring a group and bring a group um we do our titans alumni what's the what's the vibe when you're in there like for the day is it just sitting around hanging out frying turkeys you guys the vibe is for me was running around i'm with, sure for you but um, i'm talking about for the average <laughs> i had to check all the turkeys make sure that they were fit they were cooked, cooked. thoroughly okay everyone all the ones in my pit all it was pit. my responsibility okay. because when they take them from the fryer to the people that wrap them they check it again so if it's not right you have to put them back in how long does it usually take to cook a turkey? Oh, it depends. The pounds. 
So all the turkeys are different poundage too because right. they're donated. Right. Or like there's these guys from Arkansas that donate all the turkeys. Okay, so you don't have to bring your own turkey. You just they hook no, you up. No, used to whenever they first started doing it, people could drop off turkeys to the mission right. for us to fry. Yeah. And I'm sure you could still do that, but now there's a like a group of guys in Arkansas Most that have a turkey farm and they donate to this cause. And the fryers are provided too? Y- yes. Okay. That we have, and they save the fryers every year, you know. I'm, of course. And just when else store do you use a turkey and, fryer? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but I was just really frying a lot of turkeys this, this year. Was It was a lot. I don't think I've ever had a fried turkey, honestly. You probably have, and you just didn't even know I it was fried. probably didn't know it. Yeah. 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 They're good. Yeah. People are always like, I smell hey. like a fried turkey grease, <laughs> grease pit grease pit when pit i leave boss. there yeah you have a shirt that says pit boss i have a hat with oh. neon yellow that they gave me last year it yeah. says pit boss all right so this is your not your first year as pit boss oh no last year stacy signed me up for that <laughs> like stacy doesn't like get you in a lot of situations i know but you don't have i any, love it though you don't have any issues though no no okay titans cheerleader um you run your own businesses you real estate too right yes real estate my husband and i is it just in nashville or is it in kentucky as well most of our real estate's in kentucky yeah yeah so what's the kentucky real estate market like right it's still just pretty solid right now yeah there's not a lot of inventory where we are you know small town no inventory um rates kind of went down so that's good yeah leveled out yeah i mean I don't know that the prices are going to go down much more because of the inventory situation where we are, but they did make it's it. Good. They did say rent was going down in Nashville, but really, yeah, I don't know how. Well, other than people just stop renting, and they put too many buildings up. I don't know. That's interesting. It is interesting. Huh? It is interesting because I'm like, how do I call my landlord? And be like, yo, bro, we got to we got to renegotiate this rent. My rent's expensive. More expensive than this store. Is it in Nashville though? It's in Spring uh, Thompson Station. Mm. Yeah, I didn't. I, so in 2020, like we looked at buying a houses, uh, and I was like, like we, me and my mom were gonna buy one together, and we we're like, let's buy a house. And we looked at a bunch of houses, and we thought, finally said, you know, let's just wait. Yeah. And then, like six months later, yeah, everything went through the roof. Like it and was. You're like, dang it, shoulda. Everything from like three hundred thousand to like five hundred thousand, like overnight. Like overnight. I know it was crazy. We. Have, you know, I'm on like Barclays, so that's like our prime real of estate. Of course, you are really, yeah. man. So party up at y'all's house. Yeah, that's right. That's Fourth the of July. That's that's the, that's the, the party. You got like a pontoon party. I got a pontoon. Yeah. Yeah. Redneck Riviera up there. Redneck Riviera. <laughs> sure. Y'all are classy. Y'all are the classy. <laughs> I don't know. No. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes try to keep it classy. God, I ain't been in like Barclay in years. Yeah. yeah, but all of that property yeah. before COVID and all of the hike, it was like you could buy a nice house in the 300s. Nice. Yeah. Not no. anymore. No. no. It's crazy. Did you have any, you didn't have any damage from the tornado? Because that like went just north of you. Right. Just, no, yeah, we were lucky. We had yeah. no damage. Yeah. Because um, when I drove up, there was some damage close to Katie's. Like Eddie Creek. Something like that. Yeah. And then, um, but and then Princeton you, had damage. You can, yeah, you can literally see like this mile wide, just I path. know, um, scary. Um, yeah, but you were probably up there for that. Were you up there then? At when? That night. 
No, I actually was, I was in Cabo. Because I remember being like, oh my gosh, like, yeah. what are we going to do if we come home and our house isn't there? Like, yeah, what in the world? It just missed the lakes. I know. Just, just, I mean, you probably got a lot of debris. Yeah, I, we honestly, it wasn't bad. It was not bad for us either time. Well, so. it is kind of crazy, like how, like, just even like a few blocks in Mayfield. Like, but down friends, we had friends in Princeton that their house was completely gone, like picked up while they were in the basement. Oh, no terrifying yeah I, I saw some pretty terrifying in mayfield there was some devastation i've never seen like, like the whole water tower just crumpled and fell like it was yeah. like somebody took it and went and you know put it yeah. back on the ground it was crazy and then clarksville just had that clarksville hendersonville yeah yeah trainers are kind of scary it, it is scary i had a this guy I used to work out with in la he was uh he's like man i would much rather be in an earthquake than waiting on a tornado Waiting on a tornado is... Because, like, earthquake just happens. Like, yeah, like, and you're just you know, like, whoa. Oh, earthquake. Or it's like, whoa, like, earthquake. But uh, a tornado, like, you've actually got some warning, and you're like, is this... It's, you're just waiting for it to... Then we have a house in Panama City, and the Panama City just had a tornado. Do you have a house in Panama City, too? Yeah. Oh, how many houses you got? Man, jeez. 30. <laughs> you own 30 houses, but you don't live in all 30 of them. No. Yeah, you rent them out. Yeah, they're all or rentals. Or sell them, rentals. Yeah. So that's your main business is rentals? Um, yeah. And you got that idea from Camp Kinder too, right? No? No, actually, it's a funny story. My husband and I were on a trip, and we were on a long flight, and we started listening to Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I heard that story. And um, he was like, I really think that, because he had just gotten into the real estate business, and mm -hmm. he was like, I really think that maybe we should start, you know, buying some properties. And I was just like, uh. And I listened to it, and I was like, you're right. Like, after I listened to that book, I was like, makes sense. Did you start in Kentucky? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So we just bought, we started, we were going to try to do, I don't know if you know anything about the Burr method, if you're not really into like rental properties or anything like that, but the Burr method is a method where you buy the property, you rehab the property, you um, rent it, and then you refi it, and you take your cash out of it, and then you buy your next one. So you're no, never- I don't know that story. Nobody told me that story. <laughs> so- yeah, so there's a book about it. Yeah. And um, we kind of started like that. And we started with a house and we just renovated it. And, you know, they appraised it at a higher, after it was renovated, it appraised higher. And we got renters in it, cashed it cashed are, out and bought another one. Are banks still, like with refinancing, are banks still, I mean, is that? It's it, not good right now yeah, because the rate's so yeah, high. Yeah. But, but if you can hold out, yeah. like if you were going to buy right now, you can always refi when the rate goes down or if you can lock in a lock in a good rate i think it's yeah. going to be past the election before or actually have maybe, you ever bought a house before i have never owned a house okay well you could uh, qualify for an fha that's the word on the street it is <laughs> there you go uh, i was just telling my friend i really last was night, like i was in the mood thing. i was in the i was like man it's just here recently for me like buying a house was always like getting, means that you have to stay there was, yeah, and yes, you're, you yes. don't want to stay well i'm, in a, <laughs> I'm, I'm just getting kidding. to a point now where <laughs> I'm, I'm like i'm getting a little more uh <laughs> what do you domesticated mm -hmm. for me like buying a house is like getting married it's like you might as well just fly to the moon you know like that's just such a nebulous wait time. have you never been married never been married no nope. okay yeah i'm not mad at you no no it's okay don't be mad at me. i said that i didn't want to i actually spent a lot of time like being very selfish hey yeah that's and why I probably i don't have kids right now <laughs> i asked stacy this question stacy don't get mad at me uh i was like is 
having kids change your lifestyle? She said, I mean, without driving to be, nope. And she's like, nope, I still do what I do. I was like, okay. Uh, but, I know she always tells me, she was like, just have one. It's like an accessory. I'm like, um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, Not that I won't, but. No, I, I just, just I never, never. It was just like, I probably had several opportunities at just at times where I was just like, I'm not ready to be married. Yeah. Like it was if like, you know that about yourself, it's great. Because you, I mean, you're saving yourself a lot of money and a lot of trouble. That's what everybody keeps telling me. <laughs> you're saving yourself a lot of money and a lot of trouble. <laughs> For real. Uh, I think I'm a little more ready to settle down, like, you know, next step, buy a house. You know, He's an eligible bachelor now. Uh-oh, watch out, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we're going to spin this podcast. Then we're going to spin it? Yeah. We'll put you, like, up for The Bachelor. I wouldn't be on The Bachelor. We could do, like, The Spring Hill Bachelor. It really? Stacy would be on board. I oh, can feel it. I can hear this. Is, <laughs> so would Bill. <laughs> and Bill. He would do your hair. Bill is always trying to, like, pimp me out. That's fantastic. But usually it's to men. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it depends like, on what you're into. I'm not into men. I'm, no offense to anybody that is, but I'm like, I am 100% into women. And like, Bill, I'm telling that every time. Bill, I saw, I mean, he had like this one guy came into the oh shop, salon the other day and he was like, now watch out, Tommy's single. And that guy was like, stop trying to hook me up, Bill. And I said, guys, I said, you know, if I was into men, you know, yeah, I'd be the happy, I'd be the luckiest guy in the world right now, but I'm just not, I'm not into men. You know? How old are you? Oh, I don't talk about that on the air. Okay. <laughs> I was trying to I was trying to see if I had any I'm seasoned. any I'm seasoned. Any friends that if it the fit we the We can talk age about range. that afterwards. <laughs> okay. Perfect. We can talk He's about that. an eligible bachelor, but he doesn't want you to know how old he is. No, no. <laughs> I try to keep a little bit of my personal stuff to myself. So, okay. Yeah. No personal questions. I'm, always, for him. I'm also trying to be mysterious, you know. <sighs> okay. I don't think I'm such a goofball. I was like, I was a basketball player. So I was okay. an athlete. You know, I was one of those high school jock athletes. I actually got most athletic one year, and I was like, I don't even know how I got that. I but, love that. But I was, in high school, that's what I was. I was a basketball player. Even in right. college, I was a basketball player. But in my heart, I was a goofball nerd. I liked to draw. And if I knew that you could go to college drawing, I probably would have done that instead of basketball. Oh, yeah, but basketball teaches you a lot. Now, I want to tell team you, sports. 100%. I would never trade my time on the teens for nothing in the world. I love being on a part of the team. I you like, you learn so much. That's what I try to teach my kids at the studio, too, especially my competitive you have, ones. You have a competitive team? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's like, the, like, we're not playing around. Believe it or not, I understand your world because my niece was into that yeah. through high school. And so I, I'm always telling them, well, I'm like, d- dance lessons are life lessons, number one. Because if you can communicate, if you can problem solve, if you can be a team player, if you can work hard, if you can, you can be successful. Yeah. Period. Period. This this sets you up to have all of the tools to be successful after dance is over. Yeah. But you have you have to take that from it, and some people take it and some people don't, and that's just I mean it's the way of the world, obviously. But more people need to take it right now than ever in the world. I went on a rant yesterday about. Just, I was at a dance competition for 26 plus hours this weekend, and I was just like, This is not everybody is meant to be a jock, not Mm-mm. everyone is meant to be a dancer. Mm-mm. You can, dance is for everyone, but competitive dance is not 100%. <laughs> so, yeah, I've seen Bring It On <laughs> exactly. No, but I, I just, we're we have like this weird, blurred line right now in society of what. Everyone, I, I posted something that said, quit being amazed by basics. 
because we live in a world where people are amazed by basic stuff that shouldn't you shouldn't be amazed by. Like if if it didn't no, listen, not everything deserves an award. Sorry. That's, that's a Camp Kinder saying. That's the exact same thing Stacy said. Uh, no, it's you're true. Right. I don't, I think, think about it. If you I, were playing basketball and you had worked your butt off and you knew you were the best player and they were like, well, Eli hasn't played all season. That's my nephew's name. <laughs> Is it? That's funny. That was just a, a random name I threw out. You know, Eli hasn't played all season. So instead of you playing, even though you're the best mm-hmm. and you've worked the hardest and you're – you're the most successful. We're going to set you on the bench because we need to give everyone a chance. I got told that in high school. That Well, that's ridiculous, and your coach should have been fired. I was the one of the only two people <laughs> that went to college. We had seven seniors, and me and my twin were the only two that went to college. To play? Yeah. yeah. And they told you you were going to sit on the bench? Well, my coach said, I'm like, they told he, you you were going to sit on the bench? He said, listen, you're, you play better off the bench. We're going to start this guy, and – um. He plays better when he starts. But he had seven seniors. You don't put five people on the team. One of those guys was the point guard who was a junior. Um, so only four out of the seven seniors were going to start. And I was not one of them. Um, in fact, I never started until my senior year at college. Because uh, it took me ten years of playing organized sports to actually understand what I was doing. Well, and that's okay. But you own that. And you knew where your place was. And that's not what I'm... I'm, I think that if you know... When I did start, it wasn't because I was a top scorer or the top rebounder or whatever. It was because, honestly, I was probably the only person on the team that really, one, knew the plays. And I knew... I I decided I was going to be good at what I was good at, which was getting other people open. Right. And a side effect of getting other people open, if the defense is smart, they'll guard that person better also opened you up too so there's a i would get these little you know 15 foot shots and i got really good at hitting what i could hit so my i did have the highest field goal percentage my senior year yeah see but you used your position what you knew you were good at you realized what your truest potential was and then you used it to your advantage and you went to college and played ball yeah and i i I like what you said though don't be basic (laughs) (laughs) quit being amazed by basics it's true i mean I mean, I'm that's a, why I hang out with this crowd because there's always some characters around here. We got a lot of characters. None of these people are basic. They're literally characters. And I like characters. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there has to be some substance. There has to be some... Something. Something. See, I've got layers. I'm like a birthday cake, you know. Same. Uh, <laughs> and I, I'm really particular about how I unravel those layers, but at the same time, it's like there's... People go, you did what? You do it. And I talk about all the jobs I've done. People go, you've done what? You know, like I worked at F.E.O. Schwartz on Fifth Avenue. I was a an illusionist assistant. What? <laughs> we have time speaking for this of <laughs> speaking of weird things you've done, an illusion like sawed in half kind hey, of. Stuff? You know the restaurant downtown, House of Cards. Yeah. Okay, the guy that was the inter- I don't know if he's still working there or not. The guy that was the entertainment for like the magicians and mm-hmm. whatnot. Um, I never when I that, went to you haven't. I, I mean, I've never done an illusionist assistant. I'm just saying that's pretty cool. Oh yeah, it was. It should be on your LinkedIn, by the way. It's I sh- I guess it should. I don't ever <laughs> update LinkedIn because if I'm looking for another job, there's a problem. I've got plenty of those yeah, that I started on my own. <laughs> so you were an illusionist assistant. <laughs> yes, I. Stacy emailed me and was like, "Hey, this guy's looking for an assistant for his magic show," and I was like, "Okay." <laughs> I was like, "I guess I'll go talk to him." So I showed up at this like magic shop in the strip mall. 
with this guy I'd never met before. Another one of my, <laughs> I didn't know, Stacy knew him, so it was fine. And he was an awesome human being. His name's Jason Michaels, and he actually does shows downtown still. Mm-hmm. He has a really cool story. Um, that's for a different time. But, um, yeah, I went, and he was like, I just need you to, his assistant had quit and had to do something else, and he was doing college tours where he had, like, on-the-road stuff. Mm-hmm. He was like, are you interested in doing this? I can teach you what you needed to know and then like your dance background can kind of just fill the transition space space and i was like okay get to be on stage get to get cut in half cool i'm down <laughs> so so i did i traveled with him and him and his um, you put it on your resume make sure you put i've been sawed in half yeah many, like I, 16 times you know yeah it was it was fun. That is pretty pretty impressive. But he was the I hadn't seen him in a really long time, and I went to House of Cards when it first opened, and he was the director. And when I walked in, I was like, "Jason, bro, what are you doing? What is happening?" And he was like, "Oh my gosh!" And I was like, "I was like, I was his assistant." And like when you tell someone that, they're like, "What?" And I'm like, "He he used to cut me in half when, like, in the little handout thing. <laughs> like, I don't even know." They're like, "How does it work?" I'm like, "I can't tell you." Mm. Can't tell you. Couldn't tell you. Can't tell. I don't know you. the secret. Oh, you I can't, can't tell. tell. I can't tell. Okay. All right. So, yeah. man, listen. I want to wrap this up. Uh, that's some pretty cool stuff, man. I could probably talk to you for two more hours, uh, just because I feel like you're like well, you're like me. You've had like a lot of uh, done a lot of things. Little, yeah. Little just but, a lot of random things. But really, haven't lived anywhere else. But yeah. Uh, yeah. So just just when you're out there, just know that good things can come from small towns like Katie's Kentucky. If you've never been to Katie, is that the place? There was a, a burger place there. Farrell's? Farrell's. Went there first time back in October. Oh, really? First time I've ever been there. It's been there for a gazillion years. I know. Years. I, we went to the Paducah-Tillman game, Mayfield game in Paducah. Yeah. On the way back, my buddy was like, let's stop at Farrell's. Like, where's Farrell's? He goes, it's in downtown Katie's. Like, literally downtown Katie's. And pulled in there, roadside burger joint. First thing I do when I walk up, walk in, some dude walks up to me and goes, listen, man, if you were my boss, I would do whatever you said. I went, okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> some farmer just walked up to me. That's what he said. He goes, if you were my boss. I you would. were at Farrell's? Yeah. There's a Farrell's in Hopkinsville, too, and one in Madisonville, or this, there used to be. This was in Katie's. There was, yeah, it's Farrell's. Yeah. It used to be open 24 hours. Yeah. And now it's not anymore. Yeah. And people don't like to work. <laughs> Say it for the it people good in the burger, back. <laughs> <laughs> Say it for the people in the back. There, we could talk about that all day too. Yes. Oh my gosh, people do not like. Yes, work. I know. Or they want to work like you know. I want to work two hours on Monday and three hours on Friday, and that's it. No. That's I work seven days a week. I mean, I, I have a lot. I it looks like I have a lot of free time because I'm like all over the place, but I'm like constantly on my phone, like doing something. Yeah. Right. You know, getting leases together dealing with tenants yeah calling someone because the car wash is not working like it's supposed to calling someone because the you know it's just like a constant yeah looking at dance costumes signing registration stuff yeah i mean that's it's the fun part but yeah so uh, what advice would you give to anybody out there young people what'd you tell them young people i think or anybody not just young people what'd you tell for young people i tell them that you don't have to decide right now what your future is because life changes. You're going to change. You have to set goals 
work towards the goal, and then everything else will kind of work hard. Just be open to working hard. I actually said that to my dancers last week or the week before. I said, don't be scared of the hard work because the hard work is where the rewards come from. Mm. So if you worked hard for it, in the moment, you may feel like, oh my gosh, why am I doing this? But at the end, when you see the results, that's why you did it. And that's it for everyone. Like, quit being mediocre. Mediocrity, you didn't wake up to be mediocre. You weren't put here. Everyone has a skill. Everyone has something they can be good at. But it also takes, you have to, you have to have thick skin. You have to work hard. And you have to be okay with failing. Because then... If you continue to try, eventually you'll succeed. It may not be in the same thing that you thought it was going to be in, mm-hmm. but you'll succeed eventually if you continue to try. I don't know. That's my that's that's the way that I live. And wake up with your happy pants on. That's what I tell my dancers. Put your happy pants on in the morning, and then that sets you up for a good day. Uh, let's learn about that because I think that's a good advice. That's right. Brooke, thanks for coming. Thanks Thank for you. traveling all the way down to spring to hang out with me and talk. Um, uh, you don't do social media, do you? Of course What's I your do. social media then? Tell, for um, people want to follow you. At Brooke Bailey 86 on Instagram. All right. Yeah. All right. Brooke Bailey 86 on Instagram. That's right. Yeah. And if you are happen to be, you know, in the Nashville area at Thanksgiving, make sure you yes the turkey, please the turkey fry and you have to sign up though ahead of time if you are interested in the tracy lawrence turkey fry mission possible they do like they look for volunteers usually probably in october is there so. a way to support your pro pro tour what's it called pro pro tour productions yeah, there... you can follow along on our instagram yeah, page okay. pro tour productions we actually um we i mean it's not my company but my boss her company has 11 tours going out Perfect. So they're going to be all cheerleaders, NFL players, cheerleaders, mascots mm. will be all over the country and um, the world in the next few weeks for Super Bowl, supporting wow. our military. So, yeah. Lots to get involved with. All right, That's bro. Right. I'm going to hop off here. And again, thanks for coming. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you.